Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Deb. This is, do you need your headphones? You don't have your headphones. I'm looking at you I, and I'm I like, well, oh my gosh, you don't have your headphones I on. I don't think I need them. No, you look, be, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't you think, can see your beautiful well, face. When I was doing the test, I couldn't hear anything. Okay. And I can see that we're recording. Okay. So, so you're just going to leave it at I'm that. I'm just going to leave it like this. <laughs> and decide that the, that the uh, mm. headphones weren't serving a purpose. Exactly. They weren't they serving were, a they purpose. They were ruining my, my perfect <laughs> hair. <laughs> Deb, this is episode number 74, Dancing with Skeletons. That's amazing. I know. That's I know. I mean, think 74. about all the hours we've spent together. I know. That's a lot. But you know what? Here's the thing that has been so beautiful is that these 74 hours mm -hmm. have put us together. Yeah. In, in, during times that we might not, not have otherwise been together. Yeah. 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 And we knew for, each other before sure. we started this. But now we know each other. We know a lot more about each other. <laughs> because we talk before we start recording and, and, we, after. and after. And we, we usually cry before we talk <laughs> online. Which is awesome. It is. You know, it's really awesome to have it's that person safe, that I can feel safe with. It's a safe little space yeah. to, to cry and share and, and yell. Yeah, Sometimes. and yell, and you know, and complain about things that we can't complain to other people about. Yeah, so exactly. it's kind of awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So episode number seventy-four, and we thought today that we would just kind of explore the idea of community mm -hmm. and what that means, and how it has evolved over the years, because mm -hmm. it's absolutely evolved for me. Me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a couple of questions I want you to consider. Okay. Um, what is community? Mm -hmm. um, how do you find your community? And what are your expectations for both your community and for your role in the community? Yeah. And so I want you to kind of consider that. And I want to tell you a little story before, okay. as you're considering okay. that. Right. So we spent last week um, out of town with our youngest daughter and her family, who has built the most incredible little community. And I feel like I've talked about this before because it is so impressive. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's impressive is because they have friends from all walks of life. Their friends are Christians, atheists. Mm -hmm. They are um, liberal. They are conservative. They are old. They are young. And, you know, my daughter was a bartender for several years, so she made lots of acquaintances right. sitting there at the bar. You right. know, people would come in, especially for brunch. And, in fact, that's how she met her husband. He came in for brunch one day. Okay. Um, after I prayed specifically for a guy to come into brunch, be 10 years older than her, have a job, and support her arts. So I prayed for these four specifics, and he's all those things. That's amazing. So I'm very grateful for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like she's really lucky to have him, and vice versa. They're, they're very lucky to have one another. But their community is very diverse. Um, you know, there's a, an old man. I put that in quotes because he's 
only like three or four years older than us, but he's lived, a, you know, a life. Uh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> and so he comes across as a little bit older than that, but um, he's just so delightful, and the stories and the history that he brings to the, you know, mm-hmm. to this relationship is so beautiful. Um, but uh, there's a couple that that they have become friends with, um, and th- the husband is much older. Uh, maybe 10 years older than us, so not much, but 10 years older than us, and she's the same age as us. Okay. Which means that she's old enough to be, of course, my daughter's mother. And um, she's from Finland. Her husband's from Finland. Um, they husband had lived in the United States for many years, and he was looking for somebody to share his life with, and right. he found this beautiful woman in Finland and brought her over to the United States. So she doesn't have her friends and family here. She doesn't have her mom right. or, you know. Right. But, of course, she became a part of his world and his community, mm-hmm. uh, which included my daughter okay. and my daughter's husband. And they're delightful. Okay, so this couple is amazing. And um, sometime around Christmas time, he passed away. Okay. And... So his wife was telling me this past week when we were visiting my daughter, she said, you know, when he was in the hospital dying, I didn't know who to call. And the doctor said, you need to call someone and have somebody here with you. Can yeah. you think of anyone? And she just thought and thought and thought, I, my mom's not here. My sisters aren't here. I don't know who to call. And then she thought of my daughter. And it's 7 o'clock on a weekend morning, I think she said it was a Saturday, but seven o'clock in the morning, and she thought, I'll call her. Right. My daughter picked up the phone, and there was a friend who had spent the night at my daughter's house, and she said, we're there. And she put her friend in the car, and the two of them went down to the hospital and sat with her while her husband passed away. Wow. And she just wanted, you know, she's kind of crying as she's telling me the story. And she said, I just want you to know how grateful I am for your daughter and what a beautiful person, you know, Aww. you raised. And I'm like, ah, I, I, I really can't take credit for her. I can take credit for keeping her alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure I can really take credit in, uh, in, in creating who she is. Sure. Because she was born with this incredible heart. Right. you know, for people. And uh, yes, we directed her, her at times when maybe she needed redirection. But honestly, she's just a beautiful spirit. Right. You know, my daughter's a beautiful spirit. And um, so I was just moved by this community and how they care for one another, mm-hmm. you know. And one of them can disappoint another one. You know, they can do something or say something stupid and they forgive. So they talk, they talk about they it. They talk about it. And then they can and then they they fix it and forget it. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah. And they deal with it and move on. They deal with it and move on. And um, I'm going to grab a tissue. <laughs> and even my, you know, my son-in-law got frustrated with me at one point and uh, addressed it, addressed his frustration. And I was so grateful that he had done that. Mm-hmm. And I just said I have missed the cues here, and I'm so sorry, and I will not be doing that again. And I apologized, and we've moved forward, and I have never 
for a second felt like my son-in-law was still living back in that right space right you know because we've moved forward and right. that's the kind of people they are that is the um kind of choices that they've made in their lives mm-hmm. and i'm just so in awe of this community that they built and what they do for one another you know one of their friends um had to have an emergency um a hysterectomy unplanned emergency hysterectomy heartbreaking heartbreaking yeah, yeah. you know because she's pretty young yeah um, and so my daughter was telling me about this meal train that they've set up for her, you know, in order to make sure that there's food for her and her husband and her child, because they uh, do have one child. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, so there's a meal train set up. And I just watch and I see all the things that the, that this community, how they help one another, mm-hmm. how I can see, I can go out to lunch with a group of 10 people and I'll see one person take out the credit card and then maybe the next time another person will take out the credit card. And I just watch how this community, how this community just loves on one another. Right. And, and how, how did the community come together? Is it, is it through being neighbors or? Well, see, that's the thing. I think a lot of them sort of met um, through my daughter. Mm -hmm. So she moved to Boise, Idaho um, because she had friends there. You know, she had no other uh, connection there except for this one little tiny group of friends. I mean, we're talking a couple, Mm -hmm. you know, that she, and so when she was looking to make a change in her life, she moved there. And so she became part of their community and they introduced her to, to all of their friends. And then when her husband, you know, she met her husband, um, his friends became a part of their community. And I think little by little, they just have, you know, sort mm-hmm. of merged all mm-hmm. of these people together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that doesn't always happen. Right. Because, you know, like, uh, even though you and I are pretty good friends, yeah. I, I do think that there might be some of your friends and maybe some of my friends that we'd be like, yeah, you go ahead and hang out with them. <laughs> I'll see you next week. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, it, it, because it can be hard mm-hmm. to merge together friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there can be jealousies and there can be, you know, uh, uh, personality clashes. Mm-hmm. And yet you see it in this little thing, in this little group of people, all these different personalities and all these different um, lifestyles. And, you know, I see this beautiful gay couple and I see this incredibly religious couple and I see this this very atheistic man. And I see all these little people that I'm so, I just think, how do, did you get to be they, friends? And they yet have, they're such good friends. Do they have rules? We're not going to discuss any politics or religion. <laughs> Is that are, are those the rules? in the boundaries. I I do think that there's one or two people that are kind of so unyielding Mm -hmm. that they have those rules with one or two people. Okay. I'm just, I mean, that's an honest question because I like, I, well, okay. Continue on. Well, I was just going to say that one or I think one or two people are kind of unyielding. Mm -hmm. And so they just say, you know, here's the deal. We're just not going to have that conversation. But here's what they recognize is that that's not all that the person is. Right. And That's... so they love them and they see all the things that they do agree on mm-hmm. and all the places where they can uplift one another mm-hmm. and encourage one another. And so, yeah, do they have boundaries? Do they have rules? Yeah, for a couple of people. That's, um, that's probably wise. But it's so friggin' beautiful. Yeah. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. So tell me about your... Well, 
I mean, I I can think of examples of communities. Um, so, my mom. Um, she lives up in the Sacramento area, mm-hmm. and there's a group of women, and, and they call themselves the goddesses. <laughs> I want to be a goddess. Right? <laughs> that sounds so, amazing. <laughs> you know, and I, so I often think, well, I know enough women that, you know, we could form a goddess group. Um, but they, these, this group of women, they have been the goddesses, and they've, they travel together, and they've done all kinds of fun things together. It's been years, you know. Yeah. A pretty tight little group of women. They'll go on, you know, trips to the beach, and they'll they just all kinds of things, you know. So so. Do you know how they met, or how long well, they've known each like other? Well, like my mom, my mom's really good friend Penny, who unfortunately passed away a, a few years ago. I think my mom and Penny kind of were the core of it, and then Penny had friends, and my mom had, you know, and it yeah. just it, it they just kind of. They just kind of gathered, you know, um, and and it was really really fun, uh, you know. Because of COVID, they haven't been able to really do their thing. It's it disbanded, I would say, a yeah. little bit. But um, it was very very fun to watch that little community of women. There's probably twelve of them. Wow, that would just go and do all kinds of fun things. Wow, you know, that's lovely travel, and just all kinds of stuff. So that's a community that I that I think of, that I admire. Um, and then, you know, my husband, John, goes to the pub every yeah. day. Yeah. And there's a there's a true sense of community in that little pub. It truly is like the TV show Cheers, <laughs> you know. He, and everybody has their spot where they sit all the time. Everyone has their spot. There's, they call it the plank. There's yeah. like this long bar. And yeah. So everyone, you know, they sit at the plank. And um, every day, pretty much everyone's there, and it's like a, his thing. It's like yeah. his. It's his community. It's his church. It's his. Yeah. It's his. You know, um, club. Right. Right. <laughs> his gang. Right. <laughs> and his, his friends that he can. When he's in a bad mood, he can take it out on them instead of taking it out on you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's so. It's. It's. I mean, it's. You know, for me, that kind of a community isn't necessarily the kind of community that I feel like I fit into. Right. You know, because, you know, in that particular environment, it's loud and, it, you know, I feel like I can't really talk one-on-one. Yeah. So it, it's not the most comfortable community for me, but if I show up over there... You're welcome. I'm totally welcomed in and I yeah. feel like I'm a part of this community. Right. You, you know, right. I um, and I don't feel like I'm on the outside or anything. I, I can pretty much acclimate right into it. Um, but for me personally, you know, my community is, I think, well, for years it was my church. Right. You know, I mean, that's our church was our life. Yeah. And, and Greg's job was our life. And, yeah. In case people get confused, Greg, your first husband. My first husband, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to, you don't have two husbands I, at this I, point. I, you I just do, have one I at a time. Not, yeah, one at a time. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, you know, I think church often becomes community for people. I I think our choir yeah. is a community space for me where yeah. I feel like, and I feel like, you know, be, I didn't create it, but... Having a choir creates it. Yeah. 
you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's just sort of automatic. Anything like that that you would do where there's a group of people that you're going to try to start something. Well, and you automatically, all those people that come to choir, they automatically have one thing in common, and that is that they like to sing. Exactly. You know, they exactly. like to sing, or they like to be around people who are artistic, right. and they, right. like, you know, like to be in that environment. So you know that even as diverse as this group of people are, we know that they have at least one thing in common. Yeah, and we definitely connect in that place. Yeah. And, and, and we're all within about 10 years yeah, of age. And <laughs> lots and lots of the people um, have become very close friends outside of that. Right. And, and so, you know, that's a pretty beautiful thing to see that community um, alive and thriving and stuff there's the the community here at, at my work you know is I don't feel necessarily connected to everybody here but I know that this is a community right and I know that you know you know in terms of like my place in a community I've never really I don't know I've never really thought much about like what is my place in a community I think I found, find myself oftentimes kind of being the connecting place for people. Like, there's a group of people from my high school that we've kind of started to kind of connect up again after all these years. And I seem to be maybe like the middle. The point person. The point, like somehow the point person. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um because I do like to stay connected to people. Right. I, I have a lot of people from my past that I stay connected to. I I have a friend from seventh grade, several friends, you know, yeah. that I I have tried to intentionally maintain relationships with. Right. Um so, so do you have expectations uh, for this community if you're in a Don't crisis, be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's your, that, you know what? There are, yeah, there's, I think it, was it, was it at my sister's, I mean my daughter's? Yes, at my daughter's house, there's a sign that says we just have one rule here. Don't be an asshole. You know what? I mean, and I know that that's, you know... Oh, she said a swear word. But <laughs> you know what? It's true. It's true. It's true. And it's really not that hard. It's really not. To not be an asshole. That hard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, you know, but what does that mean? Don't be an asshole. Well, I, I don't even know what that means. I think, you know, it's not, and it's not necessarily being nice all the time. Right. You know, you don't, there's, it's not that. Right, right, right. It, it's not even having diverse opinions. It's not that either. You can have a diverse opinion yeah. or a different opinion and not be an asshole about it. Exactly. And I think that that's, you know, that, that what is... And for me, you know, somebody being an asshole to me might be even different than what that is to you. Exactly. And so I think that that is a part of being a community is understanding what... Uh, who the other personalities in the group are and mm -hmm. and what they uh, what is kindness towards them and what is unkind towards yeah. them well, you know it makes me think of our choir and it makes me think of covid so you know there were a handful of folks that you know didn't want to get vaccinated and i don't know if they think i'm an asshole because i you know, I ask them to be vaccinated yeah, to come I, back to and, choir. And, and yeah. in trying to be as kind and and 
explaining why as I know how to be, right? you know, right. and that it's for the greater good of the, our group and, you and know. And your business and yeah. your and the people that you love. Yeah, and yeah. there were, I still kind of got, of course. you know, and so, I mean, but I don't feel like I was being an asshole, you know, and I don't feel like they were either. It right. was just this place of, okay, how are we going to do this or not? And there are places like that you know, it happens in community yeah. because we're people, Yeah. you know, another community that I think about that is, is my yoga community. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, the, and I don't, and I'm not super, super plugged in and am close with a bunch of people in there. I don't Do have, you know their names. I mean, I know sometimes when you names. go to a, mm-hmm. an exercise class, you don't yeah. necessarily, you walk in, you exercise, you leave, you yeah. don't necessarily know their names. I actually know. A handful of folks' names in there. Nice. Um, last year when Carter and I went to the retreat. Oh, I that's right. got to that's know right. a few people. So now You've I know a few of those people that. by name. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah. that's. But that's a pretty safe place. I feel like most of the folks in there are pretty like-minded and, you know, are in there for the same general reasons. And, right. Um, so it's a, it's a safe, nice, safe place place. I mean, there's, you know, there's all kinds of communities, right? Right. You know, and you can be a part of many different communities. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about, I think about, um, you, you know, some of my, you know, like I have some gay friends whose family, they've got family who are pastors on one side of the family. And then of course they have, you know, friends on the, you know, the theater friends who are mm-hmm. maybe uh, atheistic and hedonistic and who knows whatever istics you can add, you Istics. know, <laughs> and, and those those people have created the most beautiful communities mm-hmm. of, of t- uh, two sets of communities, people that might not think the same, but those two people understand that there's so much more right. that they have in common that have nothing to do with, you know, religion or politics or anything. And so they just love each other. Right. And I, I think I've even talked about going to their wedding back in 2008 when it first, um, when gay marriage first became mm-hmm. legal. And sitting there and seeing this incredibly diverse group of people who I knew some of them were far to the right politically. Right, right, right. And some were far to the left politically. But here's the deal. They loved this couple and they were there for them, you know, and that is what I see in community Mm -hmm. is people who can put aside their own own personal whatever Mm -hmm. and just say, you know what? We see that that this is something to, to celebrate. And it's because we love these people that were here. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what I feel like a, a healthy community does. I think so. I think you're very right. I, I wish I wish that, you know, the political communities could could, you know, have more of those kinds of attitudes. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, even even within, you know, the different parties, you know, you see diverse opinions yeah. within and. I, I don't know. There's so many things, it seems like, in, in this in our lifetime right now feel so polarized, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to find common ground. 
in. But are we trying to find common well, ground? I, I, I think that that's kind of mm-hmm, the point: mm-hmm. is that we're not. Mm-hmm. We're 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 digging our heels in, saying I am right. This is right, you know. And I see uh, so much name calling, especially when I see on social media the name calling that comes from my religious right friends. It really, I get offended. Yeah, you I know, do. I'm not offended if. If you say, you know, tall people are so arrogant, you know. Tall people are so tall. (laughs) I mean, if you want to put down tall people, go ahead and put down tall people. Because I'm like, okay, I know that I am doing my very best to not be that person. So if you have something against tall people, that's not about me, you know. But what I do get offended by is when people are putting down, are calling themselves Christians and then being so incredibly hateful or doing the name calling. And I think that when I get offended, I'm offended over the name of Jesus. I want to protect Jesus, mm-hmm. even though I'm pretty sure he can protect himself and yeah. defend himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? But that's how I, that's when I get offended. I'm like, whoa, you're representing something that's very important to, to me. And you're, and you're misrepresenting. And you're, and you're misrepresenting that, mm-hmm. you know, what I believe that being a Christian is all about. Right, right. And so I get offended and, and then they're like, well, I'm not, I'm just speaking the truth and the truth deserves to be spoken. And, you know, and then you end up with all of this craziness that goes on. Right. But um, I do think that community says this is what we have in common mm-hmm. and this is how we can be kind to one another right. you know right. I think I think community too can kind of help us to stay balanced and stay in check I think if we if we get become isolated from right. community we can kind of spin out in our own minds in some ways. Which, of course, has been, I think, part of what the challenge of the last couple of years has so been, is so because um, not only were we already becoming more and more polarized, but then we were all, all uh, over this isolated. entire world, plunged into isolation. Right. And that gave us the ability to all spin out of control. Yeah. And I think a lot of us have done that. And, and, I, think, and I think a lot of us are trying to unspin yeah (laughs) we're trying to spin back yeah you know yeah um you know and then see where you land i mean i think you know the the pandemic really has it took a lot of us to a more internal place and it's not always fun to be inside mm -hmm. of my own brain head (laughs) (laughs) that's why i like community because i just don't want to spend too much time all alone Right. And when I was young, you know, when our kids were young, our community was kind of built around church for sure, Mm -hmm. you know, and every single friend we had went to our church. Every friend. Everyone. Every one of them. And we were there on Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, and sometimes Thursday nights because choir practice might be on a different night. Um, And then I remember when they moved it to Wednesday night because they were like, there's built-in babysitters here on Wednesday night because there was the small, (laughs) the kitty groups, you know. Right. So we may as well have choir on those nights when Mm -hmm. there's already built-in babysitters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) in those classes, you know. Um, and so the choir, uh, you know, my husband played in the orchestra. I, I sang in the choir and th- we were so busy at the church. I even worked in the daycare during the week. You, I worked you in, don't have time to think about y- your own 
Well, you don't even have time to make friends outside of the community because let's be real, you're just so busy that those people become your community mm -hmm. and you already have so much in common, there's no reason to really look for friends outside of that. Right. And, um, and I, uh, you know, I was very attached to those people. And when there was a need, you know, if I remember my friend Karen had a baby and I think it was her second baby and within two weeks of having that baby, she passed a kidney stone. Oh. Can you even imagine? Yikes. So it was like giving birth two weeks later, Twice. you know? <laughs> and it wasn't even being able to take a twin home. It was, you know. <laughs> and I just remember calling her up on the phone and saying, you know, let me take your kids for the day. And when her husband came to pick them up at the end of the day, I had made a, made a loaf of homemade bread and sent it home with them. And for me, that was just like, that's not a lot of investment in my time. I'm home. There's no reason why I can't add two more to the mix yeah, yeah, yeah. of, you know, my three and I, my niece too, who I most often had. So I had four in my home. Right. And so it doesn't hurt me to add two more to the mix. Right. And give mom a break. Right. You know, let her be at the hospital, let her be at the doctor, or let her just be in bed and whatever's happening. <laughs> yeah. And that's not hard. And for me, that's what being a part of a community is it's being is yeah it's being there for one another in a way yeah. that um, in a ta in a tangible way in a in a servant way in a servant way and it can be very you know it doesn't and in today's world of social media you are aware of a whole lot more needs because people will put a need on maybe Facebook or a prayer request or that kind of a thing. But you also find all these GoFundMes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know, your friend, I've got a friend who had diabetes and was looking for some medical help. I donated to that. A friend lost a fire in, lost her home and everything to a fire, one of our California fires. I was able to donate to that. Another friend lost her home in a fire. I was able to donate to that. And we're not talking hundreds of dollars. Right. We're talking. Yeah. Yeah. A Starbucks coffee, you know what I mean? Or two. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're talking a small amount, but it's, but it, but when you've got a community around you and everybody's donating to help you, yeah. it adds up. It does And it add means up. so it much. Totally adds up. You know? Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of being a part of a community. Yeah. Um, and I so, agree. Yeah. And I've, I mean, and I've had community reach out to me during hard times yeah and and um you know so i remember one year um i went i was a um i was a singer or i was the guest singer i think it was at northwest church okay. actually <clears throat> and it was i think christmas time and i i ran in from doing stuff to to go do this quick little rehearsal and i parked our car under a very well lit thing in the parking lot out there well somebody broke into the truck and stole my computer and i was really mad that they stole my lampshades that i had just bought oh like they were really gosh. really cool lampshades they took my lampshades and you know and Funny, that, I had a very expensive, beautiful purse stolen from nor the parking lot at Northwest Church as well. Really? So there Maybe we, we were parked under the same light. <laughs> Maybe we were parked under the same light. But that choir, <laughs> that choir that I was the guest at, yeah. um, they all pulled together and they bought me a new laptop. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. They bought me a new laptop. That's like, amazing. Like in a week I had it, I mean, uh-huh. That's amazing. 
and, and I think I got paid for 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 singing for singing well. too. But they wow. all got together and got me a brand new computer. Wow. I, I just that blew my mind. Wow. You know? Wow. What a cool, how yeah. cool is that? I and, mean, and you know, and what's interesting about that story is that they didn't, you didn't attend that church. No. You were familiar with them because as a singer and as a believer, mm-hmm. you're, you kind of run in the same circles. Yeah. So you knew some of those people, but yeah. they didn't know you for, you weren't a part of the community. You were a fringe member of the community. Mm-hmm. As a singer and as a believer, you yeah. were this fringe member. And it's like, it, it doesn't matter where you live or, you know, when you're part of a big community, yeah. they don't even have to know you right. to, to know you. Right. Well, I mean... You I, know, to serve you, to I, help you. I think of people in our town who are kind of celebrity types. Mm-hmm. And when things go haywire in their lives mm-hmm. and, if they, and they post about it, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll see they, they got 600 comments, and, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that whole thing. And yeah. it's like, you know... You sometimes you don't even know how far your community reaches out just by, you know, what kind of place you've been given in this life. So, yeah. I mean, I think of a couple of our friends who are news anchors yeah. who, who, um, who have, just who, go to do their job every single day, yeah, and they all they look at is a camera. They don't necessarily realize the reach that they've had. How far the reach that they have, you know, yeah. and and I think. You know, I think about, um, and I don't think that this is in the Bible, but <laughs> but the concept is that, you know, your true character shows of who you are, of what you do behind the scenes, not necessarily what you do out front, right. you, you know, and, and those things shine through, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I've always kind of wanted to be, I remember when I used to sing all the time and sing at church, I would say to my husband, Greg, at the time, I just want to be the same person I am on stage as I am off. Yeah. I don't want there to be some difference. Yeah. You know, I want to be the same. And, you know, I think really trying to be who you were meant to be, who you were born to be. And as you get older, I think we, as we get older, we figure more and more of that out of the person we're supposed to be. But... I think you you do. You find out that, you know, I've been surprised. Like, really? I said that to you? And that, really? You know, you just, you don't know who you're going to touch. You mean in a positive way? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did that and that meant this to you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't even realize that I was, that I, you know, uh-huh. I was saying something nice. I just thought I was being me. But see, yeah. that's, but see, that's very unique for a performer or an artist mm-hmm. um, to want to be the same person on stage as you are off. Because how many, we also know. This knows, is why I'm a shitty actress, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a shitty actress. You're exactly, <laughs> you're stressed. exactly the same. When you're acting, <laughs> you're exactly who you are. You're just who to, you are. Don't you don't know. know how to be something different. It's like, I have to play this nasty person. Wait, I don't know how to do that. I'm just going to, I'll say the it. words, and if they come out nasty, so be it. I can't, um, I can't do it. But a lot of us, <laughs> you know, a lot of performers, we work very hard at being, putting on this persona, I, you know, right, in front of everybody. Right. And then off the stage, you're complete asshole. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know, and, and it happened because they realize that what they're selling, they're really salesmen. 
yeah. these these people. That's what that that's who they are. They're they're salesmen, and what they're selling is this persona. Right. They're selling their singing self, their acting self, yeah. their gymnastics, you know, self, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And when all of a sudden push comes to shove and they have to be the, their real selves, they either have forgotten who that is or they um, are, are too scared right. because they've been so busy uh, curating this persona mm-hmm. that they've kind of forgotten who they are. Right. And so that is the advantage of being a part of a community is they will keep you real. They will remind you of who you are. Right. You know, I worked for um, Christian organizations um, for um, Christian singers uh, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they were not the same people off stage that they were on. That's just a fact, mm-hmm. you know? And I saw a lot of, now, did I love them? Did I ex- accept them? Do I, to this day, continue to love them and right. accept them? Absolutely. Right. Because that's not a deal breaker to me, you know what I mean? Just because I would see them perform and then see them be off stage, mm-hmm. I could, I knew that, that I loved them. Right. You know, and I still, to this day, love them. But I think sometimes, um, especially performers, mm-hmm. have a hard time yeah. um, turning it off, you well, know, think, not being a salesperson, you know, when they're on stage and how to be a real person off stage. There's an expectation, I think, that, you know, you're this thing that really you're not. Yeah, right. You know, and... You so know, they have to make people believe that there's something that they're yeah, not. Yeah, you, ha- you have it all together and, yeah. and really you don't. And, you know, so I always... I always wanted to, I guess, play down um, anything that could be construed as me trying to be more than I am. Right. Do you know right, what I right, mean? Right, right, right. And right. and I don't know how healthy that is either. Right, because there's a difference between humility mm-hmm. and, and a false. You know, humility. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean True humility and false humility. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, stop. And yet at the same time, you're like, wait, I was pretty good back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to recognize that I was pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know how that really falls into community either. But I feel like in communities, whether or not you're some kind of celeb or not, um, you still we still put on the person that we think we're supposed to be and sometimes it's hard for some of us to be real and I think that keeps communities staying in trouble you know when people can't aren't safe to be real and feel like they can be their authentic selves within their communities and that's what really inspires me when I look at my daughter's community is just gosh these people don't feel like they have to be fake right you know they don't have to they don't have they don't feel like you know if somebody's sitting next to them drinking something that they you know drinking beer and they're not a drinker they don't say hey would you not do that in front of me no they're just like (laughs) oh no enjoy it yeah that's that's your thing I'll I'll sit here and I'll drink water it's no big deal you know they don't they don't make the community acquiesce 
to their, right. you know, whims and wishes and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and, and yet, at the same time, they, they know how to demand respect for themselves, but they also know how to give respect. Right. And I just think that's so beautiful. Yeah. You yeah. know, what about expectations? Just, do you have any expectations, like, in times of need, do you feel like, hey, where's my community? Or do you feel like the, uh, you're t- well taken care of by your community? Well, I, I have a hard time asking for help. Right. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even know. I, I can't even really think of a time where I've really asked for help. You know, like, um, I mean, so do I, I mean, I think I always want to be there to, to help if I perceive that there's a need you know, yeah. But I, I suck at asking it myself. You know, yeah. so I always feel like, and, and and this is to a fault. Like everyone's too busy, and so no one's gonna want to come over here and help me clean this place. Well, my husband or, always says, no, um, nobody's gonna have time to do that. No, why? yeah. My husband always says, when you have uh, no expectations, you won't be disappointed. So yeah, don't reach out and ask anybody yeah. for anything because then you won't be disappointed if they're they don't right. come to your rescue. Well, and I, I think that that's my bad. So I think I probably have an expectation that nobody would want to help. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so. and, and that's my expectation, but that comes from absolute experience. I've asked my mom, how come you were, you know, would bring meals to all my siblings when they had babies, but not me? And she just literally laughed and said, because you're the strong one. And, and because I was the oldest and because I'm the strong one, then I must not need help. And I think that a lot of people see, mm-hmm. especially someone, we've talked about this before, that's six feet tall and walks into a room with confidence. Right. I think you do, I, I am perceived as the strong one. Um, and uh, that's not necessarily true. In fact, it's not true of anyone. No. No one's always strong. Absolutely not. I have, I have shared this before. I'm pretty sure I've shared this before here. But I just feel like this is a, a good opportunity to share it again. And it's a blog post that I read several years ago, probably written in 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. somewhere around there, <laughs> by a dad. Okay. And the name of it is, and you, you all can go look it up because it's still out there. Um, it's called No One Brings You a Casserole When Your Daughter's on Meth. Okay. Or When Your Daughter's in Rehab. No One Brings You a Casserole When Your Daughter's in Rehab. And he tells the story of his 15 or 16-year-old daughter who was in crisis. And they put her in rehab. Um. Any parent who has been through this knows that this is excruciatingly painful. It's expensive. You have, you have to travel back and forth to this rehab, wherever it's at. You have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to help your child get well. This is an extremely difficult challenge for any family to go through. And they were very involved in a church. They were very involved in their community. And yet, no one said anything to them as they're going through this crisis. Cut to a couple years later, daughter's home, daughter's doing well, um, son's about to get married, you know, life has moved into this next phase um, with healthy children, you know, healthy young adult children, and his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And they had more casseroles than they could fit in their freezer. 
because everybody wants to help a person who has cancer. Right. And they want to serve the family. So there were financial donations. There was food brought. There was all kinds of stuff. They barely had to ask and somebody would give somebody a ride, you know, his wife Mm -hmm. a ride to the doctor because the perception is that cancer is something, you know, that you can't help and addiction is something that you choose. Exactly. I I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) <laughs> Whereas we both know it that is. addiction is a disease yep. and addiction is an illness that requires the family and the community to come alongside to help that person get well. Yeah, absolutely. And we've lost people to bre- to cancer. We've lost people to addiction. Yep. And, and there is such a weird, weird misconception about, about it. Right? Yeah. If there yeah. was something that, if I was the president, what would I change? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that is, uh, every time we talk about this particular subject, I mean, all these people pop into my mind that um, are, were so misunderstood and so misjudged and so, you know, just hammered on. Yeah. You know, and with like just no, no mercy, yeah. no understanding. But if they had had cancer... It would be different. It would be completely different. Right. Completely. Right. And, you know, they would be surrounded with love and thought, good thoughts and prayers. And they would be, they would have food and they would have people driving them to and from their counseling sessions. Right. There would be a community that came around them if they had cancer. But the community doesn't come around you right. when you have a, an addiction. Right. You know, or when... There's a divorce. Well, maybe in other communities besides church communities, and maybe they will. Maybe there's a different kind of community that's a little more open-minded. Maybe in the church communities that you and I have come from. Yeah. You know, maybe that's true there, but maybe that's not true everywhere else. And so that is my um, desire, and we've talked about turning 60, but that is my desire is to become a part of a community that doesn't judge Mm -hmm. uh, whether or not a person is valuable based on anything, anything other than the fact that they're just plain old human. Right. You know, and obviously there, there might be room for boundaries and, you know, you can't let somebody hurt you. Right. Um, but I do, I do want to be surrounded by those kinds of people and I want to be that kind of person, but I'm not going to lie. I have so many wounds that I struggle with trusting a new community. Right. Right. You know, yeah, I do. So though, so that's where um, I, I think it's important to understand that some people that you might invite to go somewhere mm-hmm. and they say no, you know what? Invite them again, yeah, and again right. and again, and understand that if they say no, it's not about you, right? It might be about them, right? You know, right. and what's the worst that can happen? They say no, right? So what? Right. Ask them again, right? If, right. if this is somebody that you want to invest in and that you care about, ask them again and stop thinking it's about you. Mm-hmm. We all have, have a tendency to do that. <laughs> well, we do. We do because we don't like to be turned down. We don't like for yeah. people to say no to us. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Unless they say, look, I don't like you and I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Now we know. <laughs> now you step back. Right. But maybe they're afraid. Right. Maybe they're suffering from PTSD. Maybe they have had so many wounds that, that, that just walking into a room with a whole bunch of strangers is going to cause mm-hmm. them to just ooze fear. Fear and disease <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, the past. Right. Well, we're all a part of the community. You know, I posted on Facebook, and you might have seen it. We're not all in the same boat. Yeah. We're all in the same storm. Right. And some of us are on yachts. Yeah. Surrounded by community. Mm-hmm. Some of us are in rowboats that are freaking falling apart. Right. Some of us are in little dinghies. <laughs> some of us are in dinghies, and we're alone. Mm-hmm. And we're not all in the same boat. Right. But we are all in the same storm. Yeah. Yeah. The storm that's, called that's life. That's a good picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Tie your dinghy to somebody else's dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that sounded bad, but Dude. you know what I'm saying. One ringy dinghy, two ringy, ringy dinghies. <laughs> you guys remember who that is? Uh-huh. That was Ruth. Ruth Ann. Ruth Buzzy. Ruth Bu- Oh, Ruth Buzzy. That's right. Oh, no. Or was, was it Lily Tomlin? Or was it Lily Tomlin? Lily Tomlin. Oh, yeah. One ringy One dinghy. One ringy dinghy. Two ringy dinghy. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. We're so weird. Um... <laughs> But you know what? Tie yourself to tie your dinghy to someone else's dinghy and yeah. say, let's ride this storm out together mm-hmm. because we have this in common. We're in the same friggin' storm. Yeah, exactly. Well, with that, I think we should say, have a great day, everybody. Thanks for dancing with us today. Yeah. And um, until the next dance. Have a beautiful week. Bye. Bye.